Good day, poker peeps. This is Sky with Smart Poker Study. In today's podcast episode, we're going to go over the 10 most common mistakes that new poker hand readers make. And of course, I'll tell you how to fix each of those mistakes. Okay, let's get smart. Gambate! Pretty smart, huh? Pretty smart. I'm ready. Let's do it right now, right here. Come on. All right. Same as last time, remember? crowd control my handle employees Alrighty, to help you take notes with today's episode, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 438. Now I'm going to get to the 10 mistakes in just a second, but the number one mistake that non-hand readers make is failing to learn hand reading. It is, let me tell you, the number one skill in poker. It's the best thing I ever did for my game. As a couple of recommendations for you to fix this error of not learning hand reading, well, First off, you can join thepokerforge.com or get my online poker hand reading workbook. Links in the description down below. And right now is a great time to join the Poker Forge, 25% off, plus that free bonus of the online poker hand reading workbook. So get in on that uh, if you want to learn uh, hand reading the easiest, quickest, most efficient way, efficient way possible. Now, another way to learn hand reading, absolutely free. On YouTube, I have my 66 days of hand reading videos where every single day, 66 days in a row, I posted a fresh video where I went through all the steps in the hand reading process with 66 different hands. So check that one out absolutely for free, but make sure you follow along with Flopzilla Pro as you're watching. That's really going to teach you that hand reading process. Alrighty, so mistake number one that new hand readers make is building to their own preflop range, not the opponent's range. We're going to illustrate this with an example hand. Now, we're on the button with queen jack offsuit. It's folded to us. We open raise on the button to three big blinds. Small blind folds, and the big blind decides to call. So now, when you're hand reading, the first step is assigning that preflop range based on how they enter the pot and what you know about the opponent. But if you decide instead to just say, well, he called preflop. I call 7% uh, in general. I'll just use that as my percentage. So then you whip out Flopzilla Pro and you simply enter, well, 7%. I call. He probably calls 7%. Boom, there's his range. But it's pretty obvious looking at that range right now. 7% is pocket eights or better, ace-jack or better, and king-queen suited. Like, that even includes pocket aces, pocket kings, and queens right there. Is your opponent really calling that out of the big blind? Probably not, so that's the mistake. The way to fix this, and we're going to dive into this a little bit further with each of the upcoming mistakes, is you need to play the player. Consider their type, their tendencies, their stats, their history, the showdown hands you've seen with them. Everything you know about the opponent should help you build an accurate preflop range based on how they enter the pot. So mistake number two is using the wrong stat percentage or even the wrong statistic to build a range. And because we're online players and we use a HUD, those uh, statistics give you a little bit more information to work with as opposed to playing live and just using your memory, right? If we take a look at this opponent right here, well, an example that a mistake that people make is they'll often just use VPIP as a percentage, right? So this player, VPIP's 19%, he just now VPIPed, let me assign a 19% range. So on Flopzilla Pro, they just type in 19% or drag the uh, cursor over to 19% and boom, there's their range. They called in the big blind, they play 19% of hands, here it is. 
But obviously, that's a mistake, right? And another, so that's the wrong statistic to use. Um, they might even use the total call two bet percentage. So you realize when you're looking at this hand, this player out of the big blind called a two bet. Well, his total calling two bets is 15% of the time. So I should just put him on a 15% range, right? And then bam, there's the 15% range when you type that percentage into Flopzilla Pro. But that's going to be wrong as well. Once again, like we still have the biggest pocket pairs and we're probably missing some common uh, uh, hands that players call with when we just use that total percentage. Because remember, call preflop two bet is a total. That's out of all the positions, EP, MP, cutoff, button, small blind, and big blind right here. The way to fix this problem is to... Find the related statistic by position. That's a key thing. And that's why like in the Smart HUD, for example, all the different pop-ups right there are really going to give you some critical information to help you range your opponents. So if we look at this villain too, if we click on the call preflop two bet of 15%, we get a more detailed view. We could see, oh, he calls two bets in the big blinds 19% of the time. So that's definitely a better judge of his range right here. Now, it just happens to be a coincidence. He calls 19%. His VPIP total was 19%. That's just a coincidence. Most of the time, you'll find something vastly different right there. Like maybe he calls in the big blind 19% of the time, but he VPIPs 14% total, whatever the situation might be, right? Now, the third common mistake that players make is just building their preflop range to a certain percentage. And you've already seen that we've done that twice right now, right? Call two bet in the big blind is just 19%. The fix for this is you want to use the percentage as a basis just to start looking at a specific range, but then add or subtract logical hands. So if we think about our opponent, and obviously we've played a little bit of history on this player, 268 hands. We think about this opponent. Okay, he's calling out of the big blind right here. Well, I think he would actually call with all the broadways. So I'm going to add king 10 offsuit, queen 10, and jack 10 to the range. Now he has all the broadways in his calling range. He's up to a 22% calling range as opposed to that initial 19% that we put him on at first. But let's look at some suited hands. I think he would probably call with king 9, queen 9, and jack 9 suited. They're all suited connectors. They're gappers, but they still have straight possibilities and a decent high card, king, queen, or jack. And, you know, I've seen this player uh, and players like him, they can call with suited connectors. So let's add 6-5 suited and better. And so, bam, now we're at a 23.7% range. And it's a bit more accurate because we started with that percentage, but now we're thinking specifically about our opponent and what we think he can call with in the big blind. Now, tied into that prior mistake number three is mistake number four, and that's failing to remove hands that would make another play. So if we look at this player's range right here, um, you, you'll notice that pocket aces and kings and other strong hands are still in the range. But we got to think to ourselves, hey, he called. So we should probably remove some most common three betting hands, the hands that we think he's going to three bet. And of course, we want to remove the hands that we think he's folding. We already looked at this range and we determined, yeah, he's calling with all these hands. So there's nothing to remove, right? I mean, we left off the jack do suited and the 10-4 offsuit. Lots of folding hands are gone already. But he chose to call. He did not three bet. So with this kind of player, and if we take a look at his HUD stats real quick, well, he's kind of a tight aggressive player and he's three bet at a total 5% so far. We can actually look at the pop-up and see what it is in the big blind, 6% as a total. So this guy does like to three, but he's capable of it. 
And I think against a button steal, I think he would actually three bet jacks and better along with both, both ace king suited and ace king offsuit. So boom, we removed some of the strongest hands because he did not make that play. He chose to do kind of a weaker, more passive play of calling instead of three betting. So as you can see, we've narrowed that range even a little bit more, a little bit more accurate to what we think this player can call us with. Alrighty, so mistake number five is failing to use all the available information. In this example right here, you can see obviously we open raised on the button, our villain called out of the big blind. But maybe in the past, we saw a showdown hand, a prior showdown hand, where he called out of the blinds with ace deuce offsuit. But if you look at our range, oh, we only have ace nine offsuit in better. We left out all these other ones. If he's called with ace-deuce offsuit in the past, we're better off including that right now. So to help you get over this mistake of failing to use available information, always ask yourself poker's ultimate question. What is he doing this with? Use all the information available to you, HUD stats, history, prior showdown hands, all that stuff. And now, if we add ace-deuce off and all the stronger hands, which logically makes sense because he's called with ace-deuce offsuit in the past, we're now at a 27% range, 358 combos for this player. And we've taken so much information into account. This is way better than that initial 7% range and even better than that 19, slightly bigger 19% range, right? Because we're taking so much more information into account. Now, a really good idea. Once you create a range right here, I highly recommend that you save them within Flopzilla Pro. There's other videos in the Flopzilla um, or on my YouTube channel, which demonstrate this. I'll link to one in the description down below as well for you. But um, make sure you save those ranges because it's so easy in the future when you have that 27% range and you come across a, another situation with a similar or the exact same player, boom, that range is saved. You can pull it up real quick and then, you know, add, subtract some hands as necessary, but saving those range helps your, uh, helps us speed up your hand reading process. Alrighty. Mistake number six is going back and adding hands to the range after the flop. Let's look at an example flop. In this situation, we open raised, he called, right? Let's imagine the flop comes down nine of hearts, eight of clubs, six of clubs. In Flopzilla Pro, you simply enter those in, nine of hearts, eight of clubs, six of clubs. And then he check raises you on the flop. He checks you, see bet, he raises you. You go, oh my God, he check raised me. He's got to have some strong hands, right? Well, on the nine, eight, six, straights are possible, so he probably has a straight in his range. Maybe I should add 10, 7, and then 7, 5 to his range, right? Because he check raised, he's got to have straights possible. Well, no, that's not it at all. Here's the big fix for this. The preflop range is set in stone. Once you build it, you cannot add hands back into it right here. We've already gone through all the logical steps. We figure out what can this player call us with preflop. We determined 10-7 and 7-5 are not in his range. So on the 9-8-6 board, he cannot hit a straight. Absolutely not. But here's the thing. You got to ask yourself, oh, so what else can check raise you? Well, obviously sets, and he called with all the pocket pairs, 10s and below. He could check raise with those sets, set of nine, set of eight, set of sixes. Those make sense. Uh, so we can include those in the filter for check raising. His two pair hands, well, he only has two of those, the nine, eight of spades and the nine, eight of diamonds. Those make sense for check raising, right? Try to get value out of us right here. Oh, his over pairs. Ah, interesting. 
He has pocket tens. He just called us preflop. Maybe he wanted to wait until the flop comes. No ace, no king, no queen, no jack on the board. When his pocket tens are the overpair, now he's go for value. So those make sense being in his range, right? And top pair hands, ooh, maybe, maybe not. Depends on the player, right? But you can see you cannot ever go back and had, add hands to the range, even though they fit his actions given the board right there. That preflop range is set in stone. So mistake number seven is failing to practice hand reading every single day. A lot of people, they learn the hand reading steps. You might watch one of my 66 days of hand reading videos. Oh, I understand the process. You assign the range, you narrow it through the streets, piece of cake. And then they do not practice it every day. Like I said before, my 66 days in a row of hand reading was the best thing I have ever done for my game. So here's your goal. Here's how you're gonna fix this mistake. Set a goal of one hand reading exercise per day. It might be difficult at first, and it might be something, a new way to think about poker, and it takes you 20, 25 minutes to go through a hand. But once you get practice, once you fully understand the process, once you put in a ton of reps, you're going to be doing hand reading exercises in anywhere from three to six minutes a day. Super quick and easy, but you're developing, they're keeping that skill going by doing it every day. Now, you could do these hand reading exercises during your study, you know, during your normal study time every day if you want to do that. What I like to do is I use uh, hand readings during my warm up. So I take a prior hand played and related to whatever strategy I'm working on. And I go through that hand and I do it as a warm up. It starts forcing me to think about my opponent's ranges in that given situation, narrowing through the streets. It's kind of like putting. Um, uh, 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 tuning my mind in to poker play, right? Trying to set myself up for a game play when I do hand reading during warmups. Or you can do it after playing. Maybe you played and you had a, a good or a bad session, whatever it is, but one of those hands stuck out to you. You ended your play. You might as well whip out Flopzilla Pro right now, find the hand in your database, go through it, do a full hand reading exercise. So mistake number eight is making random hand reading choices for the exercises that you choose to do. For example, maybe you do a three betting hand today. You do a calling C bet hand tomorrow. You do a facing donk bet the day after that. It doesn't seem like your hand readings are, you know, in the days in a row within a week are following any given strategy. So here's the thing. Choose hands. Here's the how to fix it, I should say. Choose hands that correspond to your strategy focus. If your goal is to get better at calling C-bets this week, every hand that you do a full hand reading with this week should all be ones where you called preflop and you face a C-bet. Maybe choose different board types, but you're facing that C-bet over and over. You want to gauge whether or not your calls were profitable or maybe losing calls, right? You're working on those C-betting strategies while at the same time, you're working on your hand reading skills. And so that means you're doing double duty. Your hand reading skills are increasing. Your calling C-bet skills or whatever it might be, those are improving as well. So mistake number nine is ignoring equities during hand reading exercises. So if you've ever noticed on Flopzilla Pro, once you enter in your opponent's range and your hand, it tells you your equity versus the opponent's range. In this specific example, our opponent's on a 27% range. Our queen jack offsuit has 45% equity. When the board hits 986, 986, our equity drops to 36%. Um, on a queen on the turn card, our equity now changes to 74%, right? But what a lot of players do, they don't pay attention to that changing equity. Here's your fix for this. Pay attention to how the equity changes 
as you're going through your hand and estimate changes in equity. So you put this opponent on a 27% range. Before you enter your hand in, think to yourself, okay, this is his range. My queen jack offsuit, uh, I might have a 47% equity versus him. And over time, as you're doing this kind of practice more and more, entering ranges, entering hands, considering what the equity is, you're going to get a better sense for it. So let's enter the queen jack offsuit. Okay, I actually have 45% equity, but in my head, I thought I'm at 48% equity. Why am I off by 3%? What is going on here? So take a look at his range and gauge, well, okay, he's got tons of aces and kings in his range. I just have a queen jack offsuit. He has all these suited hands, which have pretty decent equity. And all these pocket pairs, tens and below, sure, I got queen jack, I got two overcards, but he's ahead of me right here. So many hands are ahead. Yeah, it makes sense I'm at 45% equity. And then before you enter the flop in, well, the flop is going to come 9-8-6. I'm at 45% equity versus his range preflop, but I don't hit anything. I got two overcards and a gut shot on the 9-8-6. Um, maybe my equity will drop to 40%. So then you enter the 9-8-6 in and you say, oh, my equity dropped to 36%. That's interesting. So just two overcards with a gut shot, no flush draw, no flush draw blocker. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that it would go to 36%. So as you're guesstimating or estimating these equities and you see what they, see what they are, anytime that you're off, ask yourself why, especially when you're way off. Let's imagine I thought my equity would be 50% now that I have a gut shot and two overcards, but I'm at 36%. That's a 14% difference. What is going on here? Why am I so wrong? Ask yourself why and figure that out. The more that you do this kind of work, it builds that intuition for equities. And here's the great thing about this. Now you're doing triple duty, right? You are working on your hand reading by doing this stuff during your studies with Flopzilla Pro. You're working on maybe C betting if all of your hands this week that you're hand reading are based on their C betting hands or calling C bets. And now you're working on your equity understanding at the same time. You're doing triple duty with every one of these hand reading exercises that you, you're doing, turning yourself into a much better player for it. Alrighty, mistake number 10 is failing to use hand reading skills in game. There's a reason why you're working on this stuff off of the felt during your studies to turn you into a better player so that you can hand read while you're playing, right? For example, maybe you're just playing and you're just looking at your hand and the board cards. I have queen jack on the 986. Should I see bet he checked me? What do I do right here? Should I check behind? You want to put more thought and that's why you're or more thought into all of your decisions. You want to make better reads on your opponents and that's why you are learning hand reading. So the fix for this is when you're really actively working on your hand reading skills, play just one table at a time. That allows you to look at all of your opponents, whether you're in the hand or not. You can start putting them on ranges. Choose one opponent with every hand dealt. Try to put them on a range of hands. You could say their range aloud. Like in Flopzilla Pro, I'm able to build this opponent's 27% range precisely. And I see all of the numbers exactly right here. But in game, I could ask myself, well, this player just called. I understand what kind of player he is. Um, I think he's calling with every single Broadway, every single ace as well. He is three betting jacks are better than ace king. So those aren't in his calling range right now. But he is calling with all those under pairs and probably suited connector six, five suited and better. And even like the suited nines, king nine, queen nine, and jack nine. So what I just did, verbalizing his range, it tries to, I, 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 mm, 
you want to try to visualize the range in, the, in your mind, but at the same time, just saying aloud the kinds of hands that are in their range, it's really going to help you get a better read on them during the hand. And here's an interesting thing, especially when you're in position, you open on the button, they called while the flop or after the flop hits and they're thinking, what am I going to do right now? That gives you a little bit of time to be thinking about their range, right? And it really helps when you have a, an idea of their range. And then you see that flop comes nine, eight, six. Now you can ask yourself, ah, how does their range interact with this board? I only have a queen jack. He has plenty of ace-high hands that are going to fold right now. See, even some under pairs that might give up on this board, you know? So thinking about that range helps you make your better decisions in the moment. Now, the last thing I want to say, if you go to the show notes page for today, you can download and use my range cheat sheets. In the video, you can see what they look like right here. Um, so go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod438. But here's the idea with these range cheat sheets. Your opponent just called. In the moment, not in the moment, I'm sorry, during studies, we built a 27% range for him. But if we look at this cheat sheet right here and say, well, I don't think he's calling with this 10% range, probably not the 23% range, but this 30% range looks pretty darn close and accurate to what I think my opponent is calling. And if you can see in the video right there, that 30% range, pretty darn similar to this 27% range we put them on, right? So bam, now I can absolutely visualize it because the range is right there in my face. And I now I can make better reads and a better gauging of how his range interacts with the flop that I see right now. All right, now it's time for you to take action. Start by giving this video a thumbs up down below, leaving a comment if you'd like. I, I respond to many comments, but let's get you actually taking action with hand reading. The first thing is learn hand reading if you haven't done so already. You can join the Poker Forge right now and get the free bonus of the online poker hand reading workbook or check out my 66 days of hand reading. Or in the description down below, I also have a link for another hand reading set of podcasts that I did. So you can learn for free or you know, uh, become a member of the Poker Forge. Also, correct your mistakes. If you're already a hand reader and any of these 10 mistakes you're already committing, make the fix, make the change. Also, do one hand reading exercise per day. And of course, pair it with a strategy focus for the week and notice those changing equities. Do triple duty with your hand reading, become a better hand reader, learn more strategies, and improve your equity understanding.